Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. followed by Double Agent. Couple away, Demler hooking back, looking for a run, and Dick Adios is last as they swing down the back towards the uh, three-quarter mile, 400 metres to go, and it's Gamelite in front. Popular arm getting a little bit closer to him, easing off the fences, Bill Student, followed by Double Agent, Dick Adios and Cobb away. On the circle, just over 200 to go. It's Gamelite in front. Robinson gives him a couple of cracks with a whip. On the outside, coming at him now, it's Popular arm, and in behind them, Bill Student and Double Agent. So hits the turn for home. It's Gamelite in front. Popular arm coming at him on the outside. Gamelite in front. Poppy gets the upper hand. Yeah, I thought I'd replay that this morning. That was just one of the classic Miracle Miles back in 1982 with the Knight, Vin Knight driving uh, the freakish pacer there and popular arm. Did it the tough way too, didn't he? Jerry, Chris Barsby, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Morning, guys. Chris. Yeah, that's a great memory, that one. Absolutely. Who was the caller there, Chris? Oh, now you put me on the spot. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I don't sure. know either. No, I, I didn't take any Because there would have been several broadcasters back then on course. Yeah, I think they might have had four or five callers doing the Miracle Mile, maybe even more back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, sure. Chris, Miracle Mile, who's going to win it? Well, King of Swing, as we know, Steve, he's got the right draw. He's chasing history, looking to become the first horse to win three Miracle Miles. So from that inside gate and fresh off that victory last week, uh, he's easily the horse to beat. I don't think there's many winning chances, Steve. You can rule out a lot of them very quickly. Spirit of St. Louis in the mix. Majestic Cruiser, no. Bundoran, no. Mac Dan, I still think, has some sort of claims. Expensive Ego, absolutely not. Uh, like um, Bondi Lockdown, yes. And Better Eclipse, no. So... They're very thin as far as live chances for this race is concerned, but uh, that's probably why King of Swing's so short. $1.65, everyone's thinking back to the Blacks of Fate last year when he was crossed from that inside gate. Is it going to happen? Look, I don't think this this field possesses as much early speed as what that Blacks of Fake race did last year. So I think he's easily got the, the, the chance to lead and lead all the way. And as we know, once in front, he's, he's almost unbeatable. Yeah, that horse sitting right behind him, Chris, that's probably on his back there. It depends on the pressure on him, doesn't it, with Spirit of St. Louis. He, gee, he's a... I know we talk about him, but even last week, I know he had a sweet run, but he just gets it done in recent times, doesn't he? Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he's been huge in, in the last couple of months, absolutely huge. Uh, and, and the way he's just kept improving, adapting to the racing style here in Australia... And look, he's going to get every chance. He looms as the main threat to King of Swing because he'll do no work early. He'll just park straight behind King of Swing, his stable mate, who he will know will get him all the way into the home straight. So he's going to be like that uh, that sniper having that closing shot. And it'll be interesting to see if he can get over the top of King of Swing. There was a big difference uh, with Spirit of St. Louis when you look back at that Inter-Dominion final. But the way that race unfolded, it's going to be vastly different than what's in front of him this uh, this this weekend, so tomorrow night. Mm. So he's going to be in a really dangerous spot. So like I said, I think we're slim on the ground as far as live chances are concerned because th those two horses, the two stable mates, could easily dominate this race because of their draws. It's Chris, a wonderful program overall. Sorry, Jared. I was going to say, is it just as simple as King of Swing leads? And nothing yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think mm. so. I'm not sure who's going to have a good shot early. Majestic Cruiser, no gate speed. Bundoran, no gate speed. 
Uh, Mac Dan, he could easily have a crank. He led up in the Newcastle mile, expensive ego. Who knows where he'll get to, uh, but he's going poorly. Uh, Bondi lockdown has to go forward, I think, to have any chance. And I don't think better eclipse, you know, from out there, he's facing Mission Impossible. So yeah. I think it all points towards King of Swing. And you don't want to be over the top and, and bullish about it, but the, the way this race is structured and sets up, it's easily his race to lose. The biggest question I have with King of Swing going into this race, will this be his final ever race start tomorrow night? And we won't know. I've been in contact with some of the owners uh, just in the last 24 hours asking that question. They said no decision will be made until after the weekend. They don't want to rush in and make any sort of announcement. So there is a possibility that this could be his final start. Obviously, there's a lot of people hoping that he continues on, in particular here in Queensland, because... They want to see him up here for the Tab mm. Constellation. Does it so depend where he runs? Like, if he wins, do they push on? Does he go? If he goes like a busted, do they retire him straight away? I mean, does it depend on where he finishes? Well, I, I think that's probably why they want to make that sort of reserve call and say no decision will be made on race day or in lead-up to race day. They want to get through the race firstly and then they'll sit down and, and analyse all their options. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but uh, I'm told, frankly, that there is no decision made at this point, despite what other media outlets are reporting. No decision has been made until after the race, and that'll probably be Sunday or Monday. But um, it obviously just depends how he comes through the race and how he performs, Steve, like you outlined. Mm. With Bondi lockdown, Chris, if he can death seat here and run in the first three, that's, that's just going to be ginormous. And is he going to be the horse with the retirement of King of Smig? We're all going to be chatting about for the remainder of the year in the Grand Circuit races? Well, as it stands right now, Steve, he's that buzz horse. He's a young horse, and his performance in the Chariots of Fire was unbelievable. Uh, he was just so gallant there from a wide draw in such brilliant time. Fastest four-year-old time ever recorded, fastest Chariots of Fire ever recorded, and he was doing all the work from that poor draw. Look, he's going to have to be super again, but the, the thing that's in his favour going into this race, King of Swing, Spirit of St. Louis are on the seven-day backup. That's not easy, especially for King of Swing, given the, the, the run that he had last week. It was such a, a lung-busting effort last week. Bondi lockdowns had that extra week. So as it sort of looks uh, right now, and looking back in recent history, those horses, those four-year-olds have always performed well when they've competed in the Miracle Mile because they get that extra week. So having that two-week break between runs is so crucial because they're running such hard, mild races. So he's going to be fresh and he's going to get every chance. But uh, it would just be interesting to see how, you know, King of Swing and Spirit of St. Louis back up after having, you know, fairly tough runs, in particular King of Swing. What are the pros doing, Jared, betting-wise? Uh, he's a drifter, King of Swing. Uh, maybe the reason behind that is that he just opened too short. Uh, he opened at 155. He's out to 165 now. Uh, there's been some sort of interest in Spirit of St. Louis, 3 th- three out to 3.30, back into 3.20. And really the only other one they want is the only other one that um, Chris has identified as a winning chance, which is Bondi Lockdown, 11 into $8.50. Every other runner has been a, a drifter, some of them big drifts, uh, expensive ego, 14 out to 19, but it looks like the wheels have fallen off him at the moment. But I would expect tomorrow, um, given that we haven't really done much in the last 24 hours since those prices arrived at where they are right now, that King of Swing will be the one that they want to be on tomorrow. Uh, hard to know whether he'll come in a shade or go out a shade, but he'll be around about that 165 quote, I'd say. It's a great program all round, isn't it, Chris? You want to go through the prior? You want to look at that first or concentrate on tonight? 
Uh, no, we'll go through uh, Menangle firstly and uh, look at some of these features. There's so many Group 1 highlights there tomorrow night. We'll go straight to race four. This is the Trotters Mile here, and the favourite is Temporali the Kiwi. He's at $1.95, Tough Monarch at $3.30, and then we're going out to $9 about Doff Your Cap. So Temporali at $1.95, is that where the money's going, Jared? Gee, it's been a big move. I... I took note of these about an hour ago. He was 225 then, in from 270. So now he's odds on. Uh, tough, tough monarch from the pole has been the big drifter. 260 now out to 330. Just looking for anything else that's had any support at all. No. Um, doff your cap, 650 out to nine. Some of those $15 pops are out from 10. So she's all on my action here. Uh, most notably today for Tempora- uh, Temporali. 270 into 195. Okay, so a really strong move there for the Kiwi Trotter. The Group 1 New South Wales Derby, there's really strong Queensland interest in this race. Major Perry, 360. My Alderman Byron, 10. Hot Deal, 26. My Alderman Chevron, 34. Celestio Matuka at 31. Sugar Apple, 21. Leap to Fame, he's at 225. Lightning Dan, 51. Captain Ravishing, $14. He's a son of a gun, 11. And Tim's a trooper, $8.50. So the favourite is the Queenslander here, Jared. Leap to fame at two twenty-five. The money suggests that trophy will be coming north. Uh, he opened at $3. He was two thirty last night into two twenty-five this morning. Whilst that's been going on, Major Perry, 3 out to three sixty. What about this for a drift? My ultimate Baron, 4 out to 10 if you don't mind. Uh, most of those others are, are on the drift. Apart from a sprinkling of interest in number seven, Sugar Apple, 34 into 21. But uh, you just look at the moves here. And again, all one way action for number eight, Leap to Fame. Okay, so Leap to Fame is favoured to win the New South Wales Derby. So that promises to be a really good race, that one. Race number five tomorrow night. Race six, this is the Ainsworth free-for-all, better known as the Bohemia Crystal free-for-all. And we've got the Black Prince at eight fifty, Balarage eight fifty, Maxshard eight, uh, like a wildfire five, Malcolm's Rhythm twenty three, Max Delight thirty four, Zeus Bramax seventeen, Stylish Memphis three twenty. How is she not in the Miracle Mile? I, I don't know. Uh, she is the favourite here. Triple eight ten dollars, J O K eight dollars, and our Uncle Sam sixty one dollars. Early scratching there. The Inter Dominion winner Bonsell Benjamin. So that paves the way for our Uncle Sam to gain a start, but. The favourite is the Mayor, Stylish Memphis, 3.20, Jared. I was going to say, didn't that uh, create some controversy when she was left out? Uh, she's a drifter in the market here, Chris, 2.75 out to 3.20. Like a wildfire, 4.50 got to 5, but it's held its place there since. Uh, the one that has been backed is Smack Shard, opened at 23, so it's basically the second outsider at that point in time. It's into $8. It's gone past uh, the, the top two there, the Black Prince, 750 to 8.50, and Bell Raj, 7 out to 8.50. So she's a little easing favourite there, Stylish Memphis, but really good support for Max Shard, number three. OK, so Max Shard is the best back there. Stylish Memphis remains the favourite. One of the other races tomorrow night of interest is the Sapling Stakes. This is the two-year-old boys feature. Current favourite is Tardelli down the bottom, 2.30. He's got the call just over uh, Chantilly at 480. Others in the mix here, McDanger $6, Naturally Gifted $6, and then we're going out to $10. Have you checked in? So the favourite here is Tardelli, number 11 for Ricky Elchin, 230. The action's down the bottom here. Not an overly busy race, but I think it's worth noting a couple of these. Now, Tardelli, 225 out to 230. That's neither here nor there. Chantilly, 550 into 480. And the other one that's attracted some good specking a couple of times it's moved in. Uh, 
number 10 have you checked in 17 15 13 12 and now into ten dollars so that might be one if you're looking for either a, a, a roughy or perhaps exotics etc but uh, the 10 11 12 are where all of the interest is there okay uh race number two has some interest krug is the equal favorite with line up there 290 each of two do you know if there's any sort of movement there with Krug or lineup for that matter for that uh, second race, which promises to be a, a very entertaining race? There's a bit of depth in that race. Well, there's definitely an anti-Krug feeling. Uh, two dollars out to two ninety already, so he's equal favourite. But the way things are heading, lineup, uh, which is currently equal favourite at two ninety, will probably clear out as favourite there, three into two ninety. The other one. Uh, Alta Orlando, five fifty into four dollars. Uh, aside from that, again, most of the others have been pretty big drifters in the market. But as I said, Krug betting against it, two out to two ninety. Okay, let's shoot down to Melbourne uh, tomorrow night. Melton, the venue, and there's a number of features there. The Premier Stakes race three for the two-year-old. So quite a few of these having the uh, their first start tomorrow night. Chillin is the favourite, number two, three fifty. Uh, we've got Jeremy Lou, four dollars. $5 for Viking, six fifty rock and roll gig, $7 about Ideal Sun. Can you give us a, a bit of a lead here? Where's the money going? Well, there's a group there, uh, three, four, five, and six, all first starters. Two of them are in the market and two aren't. There hasn't been any support for, for there of note. Uh, Chillin is the one here, Chris. Uh, opened at 480, got into 350. Again, a couple of moves has it into its current quote. A sprinkling of interest, and I mean not a lot, uh, but for number 10, rock and roll gig, 90 to 650. But just on face value, Chillin is the one that most want to be on there currently at 350. Okay, race six at Melton is the Mark Avena free for all. The favourite is the former Kiwi vintage cheddar for Andy Gap at $1.70. He's a clear choice. So is it one way traffic here, Jared? Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure punters know where to go with this race. Now, he opened at 165. There was a bit of interest there, and he's out to 170 this morning, probably more so just as a percentage is starting to tighten up because there's no real activity around anything else. A bit of interest in uh, Gillaby Sylvester, 23 into 17, but uh, that doesn't take much at those prices. So I, I think whilst he's only a five-cent drifter in the market, the fact that they haven't come with an avalanche for anything else there would seem to suggest that he's going to hold his place in the market there, vintage cheddar at around about the 170 mark. Okay, and race eight is the Trotters free for all. Clear favourite here again, Andy and Kate Gath, Vacation Hill, $1.55. Uh, next best, we're looking at Wobbly. It's at $6.750, Queen of Crime. Yeah, small drift for the fave. Uh, 150 out to 155 uh, for... Vacation Hill. The one that has attracted some support, again from the Good Barrier, is uh, the pole marker here, Queen of Crime, 12 into 750. That all happened pretty quickly, and subsequent to that, the money sort of has dried up. So um, it's worth noting, I guess, if you're taking exotics, etc., again, but Vacation Hill certainly dominates that market currently at 155. Okay, well, let's build a multi for the weekend. What are we looking at? We're looking at Menangle tomorrow night, a couple that clearly picked themselves. Race 4, number 11, uh, Temporale, currently at 195. Race 5, number 8, Leap to Fame, currently at 225. And we will go with that two-year-old at Melton. Race 3, number 2, Chillin, uh, which is currently at 350. Okay, Steve. Is there anything to yeah. add, or is it too Look, weird? I like this filly, Chris, in the New Zealand Derby. I think she's, you know, she could be very special, La Creek. So. Race nine, the New Zealand Derby at Allersley. Race nine, number thirteen. She's into a dollar eighty now, but nine thirteen, La Creek okay. from me. La Creek. I'll ask both of you this before I let Jared go. Just with the Gatrides Miracle Mile tomorrow night, 
Is it a vintage field in, in, in your eyes? No. No. So no. do we need to look at going back to the invite-only process? I think a, a couple of the reasons for it not being a vintage field in my eyes is is that we don't have a couple of runners there who I thought we would have. Ride High's obviously been retired. Uh, Lock and Varart is, is obviously mm. injured. And then we've got a few that have sort of hit the wall. I was going to ask you about Expensive Ego, who six months ago, I, I suppose, Chris, if we had to put a market up six months ago, it would have been well and truly in contention. But he's, he's going mm. awfully at the moment. Uh, and we've got King of Swing maybe on the way out. Spirit of St. Louis, I just don't know whether... That horse is getting the accolades that it deserves, given its form. Would, would you? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. Yeah, be nice with the bit, you know, have a really good Kiwi in it too, Chris. Well, that, that's that. the other thing. There's there's absolutely zero Kiwi representation, and that's why I find it baffling that they didn't invite Stylish Memphis. Uh, mm. She contested the Miracle Mile last year, which on face value to me looked like a stronger field to what we're looking at tomorrow night. She won the, the Ladyship Mile last week. She's done everything asked of her, and they overlook her this year, but invited her last year. I, I find it baffling, and she would have generated more interest from a punning perspective, being a mare, because, Jared, you could probably back this up. Punners out there think, oh, the, the mare's in the field. She's the only mare in the field, so I'm going to have something on her. Yeah, those little tidbits are always useful uh, that people are interested in. I think, too, the other thing is that the barrier draw certainly didn't do the race any favours from a PR mm. betting uh, perspective because he drew barrier yeah. one. It's like ho-hum. He's won the last two. The stable mate's drawn beside him. Um, jog on to something else. That It just appears as though the race hasn't really captured the imagination of the media this week like it has in years gone by. And I know they're all about having these horses be in Sydney contesting their lead-up races, but I think they could still easily invite half the field and then the other half that are trying to force their way into the field can go through their qualifying races. Surely that would mm. generate more hype than the current situation. Yeah, it would, because unfortunately since that field was selected last week, the only things that I've seen are negative. Um, yeah. Most of them picked themselves, and, and everybody was scratching their head how stylish Memphis could be left out. Mm. Anyway, Jared, really know. appreciate the exactly, exactly. Really appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, gents. Mobile rolling on Radio Tab. Ryan Spice with us now, Chris. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you? Really well. We know. Well, what are you liking it yourself? In the Miracle Mile. Yeah. I think that the race looks pretty clear-cut from a winning hopes perspective and the winner comes from King of Swing or Spirit of St. Louis. Does it depend on just how much pressure is put to the King in the race? Is that what it comes Ab down to? Absolutely. If he gets a picnic in front, then it's all over. Where's who, the pressure going to come aggressor, from? though? Yeah. Oh, well, the only aggressor to my eye is Bondi Lockdown. There's no way he could sit outside King of Swing and beat him. No, there's there's no way sort of first in up into this grade that he can sit outside King and Spirit of St. Louis and, and prevail, in my opinion. Okay, so with Spirit of St. Louis just sitting straight behind King of Swing, he looms as the obvious threat to, to the King and his quest to become the first horse to win three Miracle Miles? I think so, Chris. You know, he took he did take a length off King in that super slick last quarter in the Hunter Cup. 
So to my mind, Louis is only real danger if the map plays out to as we're all expecting. Ryan, what about Chris's um, comments there? And I, I tend to agree. You know, what about a gut buster last week? We know about that, that really fast early burn with, with King of Swing and he got it done. It was a big performance to do what he did. But what about that coming off a bit of a, a tough run into this a week later? For mine, that's probably uh, a perfect setup for King of Swing. He usually takes one run, and then that next run, he just he's just bouncing off the walls, and he goes from strength to strength. So, for me, it's not an it's not an uh, impediment for King of Swing. Uh, Spirit of St Louis, on the other hand, well, we'll find out. But really, he he won that race in a canter last week, Lewis. So, yeah, all roads lead to uh, Team McCarthy. Okay, what price do you think he'll get to by jump time? Um, I'm tricky, Chris. I'm hoping if he does get out to a dollar seventy-five, a dollar eighty, King of Swing will become a bet for me. Uh, I actually think that the money will come and he'll start a dollar fifty. Okay, stylish Memphis. Did did she deserve a spot? Yeah, she did, Chris. Um, how Ego, Ego had every chance to qualify on his own merits, and he, in my opinion, didn't really achieve that. So she is very, very stiff to miss out on a berth. Okay, so one from two for you in the Miracle Mile, King of Swing over Spirit of St. Louis. What about the New South Wales Derby? And there's great Queensland interest here. We've got the favourite leap to fame. He's currently at 225. He stood up last week in the heat. He was sensational the way he just put them to the sword over the final 200 metres. Can he take this? Chris, yes, backing the truck up again here and going with Lead to Fame. I think he has this race at his mercy. Last week was the first time he'd stepped up to a distance above a mile. And when Grant pushed that go button at the 200, he just monstered to the line. He's got gears. I think he's got more to offer. I've marked him a dollar ninety, and for me, he's the best of the weekend. Okay, so really keen on him. Where, where does he get to soon after the start? I was thinking maybe both Dixon horses will just float off the arm and settle rearward, and let uh, Major Perry, Miles Smith, Byron, and Captain Ravishing sort out their running order. And then once the tempo has just slackened, I envisage that they will both work forward together. And in an ideal world, Leap to Fame sitting 1-1 at the bell on the back of Tim's a trooper. Mm. This is a race that has really good depth for mine. There's a number of high-quality three-year-olds here. So if he can win this like you expect him to, uh, that, you know, that, that's, that's really exciting for the future because this is a strong New South Wales derby. It, it does look like a strong derby. I think Major Perry is the real X factor to get a line from how actually good he is from the heat. There was a big, huge mid-race slowdown. And for him to sit outside and, and beat Captain Ravishing last week, that was a very tidy effort. Um, he didn't look like he was too far off the real good ones from New Zealand. So if, if Leap to Fame was to get beat, I think Major Perry's probably the only horse that can do it. Okay. So your best bet for the weekend is race five, number eight, Leap to Fame. Yes, mate. All right. There we go. Anything else for the weekend that uh, takes your eye? Um, it's very tricky to be betting here in southeast Queensland at the moment with all the events that have unfolded over the last two weeks. Um, my heart goes out to all the participants and I'm sure we'll be back on track as soon as possible. Absolutely well said. Really appreciate the time. We'll be in touch again next week. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Chris, just on the Kiwis, what's, what is the, the biggest name in New Zealand harness racing right now? 
open class ranks? Well, yeah, I suppose. There's a really, um, really good meeting coming through uh, tonight from uh, Alexandra Park, and Self Assured steps out tonight, and he's going around in race number eight, and he's up against South Coast Arden. So they're probably the top two free for allers in New Zealand right now. Copy that, as we know, still on the sideline with that injury, and he's still based in Melbourne. But self-assured in the South Coast Arden, I've got no doubt, are probably the two best open class performers going around. So, And they clash tonight. It's the last race, race number eight. So it's a really strong program. Yeah. So you, you can't knock self-assured. He would be in that race up to his eyeballs, the Miracle yeah, He's at $1.55 tonight, and South Coast Arden is two seventy. So what's the best young horse then? Well, you're looking at Akuda and Franco Indy, the stable mates, uh, both from the uh, the Purden Rasmus and Cullen operation, the All Stars operation. So, and I think they're clashing tonight as well. For memory, I think they go around in a really good race, uh, which is the Alabar Classic. So, I would say Akuda and Franco Indy are probably the two best uh, three-year-olds over there. Darren Clayton's with us, Chris. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you, Darren? I'll get your thought. Yeah, I'm well. We'll get your thoughts on the Miracle Mile. Uh, are you with King of Swing? Can you see anything sort of um, upending him tomorrow night? Well, it, it's hard to go against him, Chris, purely because of the draw. Um, we saw him draw well in the Hunter Cup, and that turned into a procession. Um, the only thing that, I guess, gives some of the outsiders uh, uh, an opportunity, we go back to his run in the Blacks Fake, where he drew gate one, and... Um, it, he was expected just to, to be a lay-down Mazea there. Started, I think, you know, around about the dollar twenty mark in that race. And um, for whatever reason, that night he wasn't on his game. He drifted up the track early and, and didn't lead. Um, we talk about the two hard runs in a week. He did go around in the sprint races last year on the way to his Miracle Mile win. So he was on the one-week back up there, and he, he had gone... Uh, 49.5 leading easily in his sprint race going into the mile where he went 49.2. He did have a much tougher run last week, but um, you interesting you're saying there, who's the aggressor? Well, Bondi lockdown's the obvious aggressor, but um, a few of these other horses, if they don't want to have a crack early, they're, they're going around for minor place money because their only opportunity to... I think beat King Swing is to take their early shot because after that, if he leads easily and they just let him lead, um, get in the queue for second or third because they're not going to beat him. And then it'd be boring. And unfortunately, that's that's how it's going to, to transpire, Steve. We don't want um, Miracle so, Miles to be boring because everyone commented no, about the Hunter Cup, didn't they, on social media? They're all going on about it after mm, saying that was boring. Yeah, and, and unfortunately... Um, you know, we, we've got to give King of Swing the, the Jews he's recognised if he, if it turns into that. But going back to what you guys were talking about just a moment ago in terms of the invite, do just and this is just my personal opinion, I look at it and we go back to the old Miracle Miles where there was invites issued. Perhaps, and, and this is, I guess, indicative of a little bit of heat racing as well, like derby heats and stuff like that, where are we better off just having one race? Do away with those sprint races. Horses have got to earn their invite. And we bring in converging form lines. You, you get a horse, say, come out of Melton that's won four on a row in Melton, and then it's got to go up to Menangle straight into a Miracle Mile. Does that create more interest and more hype on a race where there's more uncertainty as to what's actually going to happen rather than we've seen most of these horses go around in the last two weeks at Menangle? We know what's going to happen 
pretty much. Um, you know, it's just a little bit too forecast. Mm. Well, it's like Profondo in the Gallops world. He won a Group 1 at his third race start, and he's now everyone's talking about him. Yeah, and, and I just think, like, the, the invites back in the day, I know it's hard at the moment with the pandemic and, and horses crossing over from New Zealand, but we would have horses, and, and again, timing-wise too, we'd have horses get an invite from the Newcastle Cup, uh, the Newcastle, the New Zealand Cup, into a Miracle Mile, and that would be their next race start. So you've got... You know, differing form lines, differing things converging. And I, I'm not sure, perhaps we're being a little bit harsh on King of Swing and just how dominant he has been. Mm. I think, yeah, I think they've got to be open to some sort of changes, but we know how they operate. So who are they? <laughs> tell. Who are these people? Angle. Well, the, the administrators of Harness Racing New South Wales and Club Menangle. Have they got names? Who, <laughs> who are <laughs> they? Well, John Dunnersey, Bruce Christensen, they're the top two. Okay. But uh, it's it's their show, so I guess you have to work to the beat of their drum. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Now, just for those that are wondering what's happening with the week ahead, uh, we've got Rickliffe tonight, Darren, and Rickliffe again tomorrow night. We've got se- uh, seven races tonight, nine tomorrow night. Now, the week ahead, we've got Marburg coming through on Sunday. We've got uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Those two meetings will be staged at Reckliffe. Thursday and Friday next week will be Marburg. We're back at Reckliffe again next Saturday night. And then we're back at Marburg again next Sunday. So that's the week uh, ahead. That's over the next eight days. That's how it's going to be looking like with Albion Park out of action uh, with all of the, uh, the, the flood damage uh, that they've uh, been inundated with. So it's Reckliffe and Marburg over the next eight days. So... Let's focus on tomorrow night, our main meeting of the week, uh, Saturday night. Nine races, as I said. What is your best bet? Yeah, I think we have to be patient for a best bet and wait until the very last race. Um, Really keen on Bride and Earl here. Uh, I think he gets the right conditions. He draws gate one. Um, He's second up from New South Wales. He was a good Newcastle winner three starts back. Um, last time out, he's, he's only run in Queensland. He was locked away on the fence, and they've gone 27-3 down the back straight. He just got left flat-footed when that power went on. Uh, he comes into gate one, services of Shane Graham. I think he leads this race, and I think he wins this race. Race nine, number one, Bryden Earl. Okay, so race nine, number one, the best bet. What else takes your fancy there tomorrow night? Yeah, um, been chasing this mare for some time, and I think she's uh, she's con- finds conditions again. Race two, number seven, Hammer Time Harley. This is uh, one of the extended stakes races for the mares. Uh, her run last time was huge. She was three wide to the breeze through the first 600 and then only went under by one metre. Molly's Mariel took the closing shot on her on that occasion. The start prior to that, she was only beaten ahead behind Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy has since come out and won again in a stronger mare's race. Uh, she follows Get Ready to Rock out at the start here. Get Ready to Rock is a good gay speed mare. Should be able to lead these up and does have a good red Redcliffe record. So um, you'd be expecting her to try to take them all away. That'll give Hammer Time Harley the perfect sit on her. And uh, I think that's enough for her to take the passing lane shot. Race two, number seven, Hammer Time Harley. Okay, two by seven there. What are your thoughts on the free-for-all race four? Are you Team Star Galleria or Team LL Cool J? It looks, it looks like the, the winner will come from uh, one of those two runners. Yeah, it certainly does. I'm Team uh, LL Cool J. Um, 
he gets no favours, that's for sure, from gate six. But um, I'm just not sold on where Star Galleria is up to. Uh, his last win was back in April of last year. Uh, at his best, he's certainly up to this. Always, always a big ask, too, for horses coming to have their first look at Redcliffe, especially in this greater race. There'll be nowhere to hide in this race. And I look to the fact that LL Cool J is three from three at Redcliffe and all three of those in feature events, the Redcliffe Cup, the Patron's Purse and uh, the Christmas Cup there as well, which was a a free-for-all style race. So um, I think he can overcome gate six. I don't think his runs have been too bad of late. He was... um, he broke stride last time. That ended his chances. The start prior to that, I don't think there was any need to go as quick as they did down the back, and he was just nutted late. So um, I think despite gate six, he is well up to taking this race. And, and one just, again, with a little bit of place value, I thought uh, it'll only be place one, two again, is Clint will do. His numbers might not be great, and... Um, Forget his last start, but he's going to get a nice run in behind the speed here and does like Redcliffe. He's got a good record there. I think he's got six or seven wins at Redcliffe, including the Redcliffe Cup, where he used the passing lane. So he's going to get the beautiful trip in behind the speed there. So don't discount him as a place hope, and there could be a little bit of value there. Okay, so uh, you're with LL Cool J, but giving Clint will do... A, a sneaky hope there. Throw some numbers at us for the quaddy tomorrow night. Races five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, so in that quaddy, in that uh, in that first leg, being race number five, uh, I've got she's got bling on top. Pretty open mares race this, so I, I'd suggest playing it wide. Um, I've got three, five, and nine in that in that quaddy race or in that quaddy leg. Uh, Jewel of Peak and Tinge of Fear. The other two. The second leg, race six, looks a racing two. Uh, I've got Danger Zone number three on top. Think he's a good thing. Away we go. The only danger to him, and he's out in gate six. So the winner comes from either of those two. Danger Zone strongly preferred. Uh, the third leg, race seven, again, a little bit open. Oh, I'm prepared to give it ain't the money. Um, the opportunity to go back-to-back. He's won two of his past three in pretty good fashion, and I think he can overcome gate five. Dangers being number two, Taruna Bromac, who looks the leader, and one, Commodore Jujon, who has a good Redcliffe record and will be tucked in, ready to strike. And the last leg, race eight, um, got one that's figure form is pretty ordinary in number two, King Triton, but I've got him on top. I think he finds the right race to bounce back into form. Number eight, the Irish Eagle, a really good Redcliffe winner, a couple of runs back, and number seven, last Saffron. Um, forget he went around on Wednesday, he just ended up in the wrong position in the run. So uh, he can certainly get the, uh, into the money here. So two, seven, and eight in that final leg. Okay, so just repeating those numbers. First leg, three, five, nine, three, and six in the second leg, one, two, and five into two, seven, and eight. So $54 for 100%, but you can play that to suit your own budget. That sounds about right. All right, and all this information is available on the website with Racing Queensland, the dashboard. Yeah, the dashboard's up. Um, we've got a little bit of a write-up there. Hammer Time Harley and LL Cool J. Driver to follow, I thought Shane Graham has a good book tomorrow night. He's got Go Lightly, Rock Bottom, LL Cool J and Bride Earl, who I'm both keen on, and Ulan Batar in one of those mares races. And also keen on Bitcoin in race one, number three. So uh, hoping we can book in the card with Bitcoin and Bride Earl.